Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac, 1, 2, 3, 60. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean, X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac, 1, 2, 3, 60. All right, Jimbo's back. Yay! Sitting on the couch. We got Johnny Laquastos not here this week. Where's Johnny? He's torn with Rikishi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they? I just saw something with them in Memphis, right? With with with, with Jerry, with the King. Oh, oh wow. yeah, dancing yeah. at the halftime. That's where they right? are. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we miss Johnny, uh, Steve Kaufman, and obviously the beautiful Denise Salcedo's here. So yeah. Anyways, I, that's a little bit different way of that's a good, introing that's, the show today, huh? Some good introing. Yeah. Feels but. good to be back, though. I yeah. felt, yeah, I, felt missed you, Denise. I had so much FOMO last week. I was like, <laughs> oh, I missed out on the show. Yeah. You missed all the good stuff. <laughs> and my my speaker's a little loud in my ear. But okay, sure. Hello. Okay, great. Oh no, a little bit higher, Steve. I love doing this live on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It shows all a right. level of authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. I need to work. We're on live, my, pal. Apparently, <laughs> I need to work on my let me get all this out of the way. Okay, let me see. Where were we? You should do tongue twisters. You know they say that you should do tongue twisters before a show. My mouth is a tongue twister. It's gonna be a good show, y'all. Yeah, it's gonna be a new show. Episode one thirty-one. I'm just gonna just. Give it to you guys. All right. What's going okay. On well, here we go. I was okay. Here we go. Well, we're gonna go ahead and kick it off with some news. The first thing that we're gonna talk about is Cody Rhodes. So, a fan asked Cody if for next year's WrestleMania in Florida, if there was a possibility of AEW running a show, and Cody Rhodes responded with, he said that the AEW would never be doing a show during WrestleMania weekend because it belongs to WWE. Yeah. He said that for a while. Mm. I mean, I remember about a month or even a little bit longer. Whenever that was brought up, he goes, no, that's WWE's weekend. <clears throat> and I agree. Because if you're running a show that weekend, then you're piggybacking off of WWE. And um, and I don't think that they're trying to be in the market of piggybacking off of anyone. It's funny because at first I had one reaction and then I had a whole different reaction once I thought about it more. At first I was like, oh, well, you know, I see WrestleMania weekend as a community of a bunch of events, you yeah. know, and that's why I was kind of like, oh, that sounds kind of like that's a kind of a bummer. You know, I would have liked something like that. But then 
Japan. I thought about it in terms of New Japan. So New Japan Pro Wrestling is obviously, you know, large on their own. Granted, they're making their U.S. expansion. But prior, you know, when it comes to Japan, they're the leading promotion. Okay, so they've never ran WrestleMania weekend. This is the first time they're doing so. But the reason why it doesn't seem like, oh, you know, it's just a bunch of indie promotions because of the one exception of Madison Square Garden. So because, you know, they're running Madison Square Garden, that is why it's not like an indie thing, you know, for them. But had they like, because it's more known for independent promotions to be running and, you know, getting yes. some of that, you know, the, the people that are going to go see WrestleMania, etc. But because of the one exception with Madison Square Garden, that's where it's like not seen as an indie. If it was know? another super show, if it was like where WrestleCon was, New Japan was, it wouldn't be as high as exactly. this is the first company running in the garden besides WWE. Do you think that companies will start to go to StarCast and like like for double or they nothing? They are. They did last year. They in, in Chicago, there was like, you know, other shows mm. that were run, uh, like, you know, um, mm. yeah. But I think this is a very strong. That. This is a very strong statement for AEW to say, everyone else piggybacks on the WWE. We're not everyone else. We're AEW. It's 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 strong statement, and it's the right thing to do. It's and you know, I mean, you get you just you solidify your own identity and your own you know, your own space. Mm-hmm. You know, your own footprint and and the in the pro wrestling space, not just you know. It's also smart that they established their own weekend from the start, even before they were AEW. All In was its own weekend, its own event. This isn't even All In, either. Mm. Like, I mean, you're talking about double or nothing. They're not, I mean, because they're talking about doing another Well, yeah, they're, like, they're, they're going to have... Next year in Chicago again. Oh, really? Yeah. Then, okay. Then they're going to, they're just running that hot. But they're going to have their own events, their own weekends, their yeah. own thing. And yeah. that's the smart way Seems to like it. Labor Day and Memorial Day mm-hmm. is going to be, like, their thing. Well, it's branding, you know, like right off the bat, like you want to already establish yourself as like one thing. So that's where one of the things that I'm like, okay, you know, seeing it in that perspective, it's a good branding for them to be like, you know, we're going to stand our own because, you know, so many companies throughout the year, so many promotions have said, we run, we want to run up against the WWE. We want to be their competition. But really, there obviously hasn't been companies to do that or, you know, some or whatever. It's but- kind of delusional, actually, <laughs> you know, and, and it's okay, like, but. It's it's just you're not you know I mean it's it's I, I mean I understand the whole like mentality and and the things we get in our head you know you're fighting a good fight against a big corporation and and you know you're providing a, an alternative to it but you're no competition it's just not it's not what it is anyways that's, I don't know why like, I had to throw that's, that in there. but that's like in and out claiming oh we're gonna run head to head to McDonald's it's like well you need to get in every state if you're gonna even bother hey, you gotta start big yeah. yeah and there's plenty of like there's plenty of room for a bunch of different you know um you know for competition yeah and and I mean it, it's competition and that you're both competing for the same dollars but come on mm. I mean, let's be real all right well, moving on, the other topic that we have to talk about here is Lucha Underground has been going, in the last few months, we've talked about them going on an ongoing battle with some of their talent who want to get out of their contracts. I and mean, we've talked about it on this show. Well, surprise, they essentially settled with their talent. Joey, Joey Ryan, Evelise, Thunder Rosa, Hijo del Fantasma are officially released now out of their contracts. Yeah. So good for them. But do you have any thoughts? I want to know where uh, Io del Fantasma is going to show up since he's not going back to AAA. I'm thinking NXT simply for I that hope fact. So. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was he was a guy that uh, you know I I talked to them about when they asked me. You know, I think I mentioned yeah. if you know I don't know how long ago, a couple of weeks back, about how when you were down in Mexico. Oh, you know, that well, they asked me. They, yeah, you know, Canyon had asked me to maybe take a trip down there after after Del Rio left the first mm-hmm. time. And Fantasma was one of the guys because like, I mean he can speak English, mm-hmm. right? He's got a great you know a great look and. You know, he fit most of the criteria they were asking, but there was some issue where, like, he had a tryout down there, and like he re- he got a lot of heat for going in there and doing a tryout, and then ended up not getting hired for some technical reason, for some silly thing like that. I don't obviously mm-hmm. like. I think they would overlook now, um, and I don't know what that is even, mm-hmm. but I just know it didn't work out, and then he got heat down there. In the in, in in the industry down there in Mexico over it. So whatever it was, obviously he had to have made those changes to even be, you know, or they just of right changed now. their criteria, or they just okay. got a little bit less, you know, picky on, you know, mm-hmm. on certain things. Well, I, I know they're looking; they're always looking for more lucha libre talent, and he's one of the best that isn't signed right now. I've, the, I've always been a big fan of his. Yeah, immediately as soon as I saw that last night, I'm like, okay, he should. I was actually going to call and go, hey, do you guys know that you had the Phantasma is available? Like, you know, but I, I'm sure they know. It's <laughs> funny because when I spoke to him at Expo Lucha, we talked about this. And he actually talked about, you know, some of, I won't mention any names, but some of the other Lucha stars that are getting, I guess you can say, the majority of the work here in the States. And he basically said, like, hey, guys, just so you know, there is way more guys way out there more. that can do this job. Yes. But when we did the interview, I kind of got the vibe that he was trying to tell me something um, other than what he was verbally speaking. And from that interview, when I rewatched watched it, I was like, I have the feeling that he's trying to tell me that he's going to be someplace like WWE. Granted, he didn't say it, but I don't know. I just kind of felt it after re-listening mm-hmm. to that interview, and then he even gave me like a wink thing, and I was like, I get you here. I'm not going to push you on this, but I get what you're going at with me here. So, I don't know. That's just Where a prediction. Where folks watch that interview, Denise? On yeah. my YouTube channel, Denise Salcedo. Wait, no, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Are nice. you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if we wanted to get fancy. You could comment below with that interview and someone could go and pin that comment so it's Thank the top Steve. comment. Thank That's you. That's the thing. I think one of the other interesting things about this story is uh, Co- Thunder Rosa slash Cobra Moon getting for, getting uh, a release despite being booked as Cobra Moon on WoW. Yeah. Didn't I just mean? see her on... <clears throat> who the hell did I just see on ROH? <laughs> From Lucha I, Underground? Yeah. Ivelisse, possibly? No. No, you're probably, like the half, the half, that's half the evil, I was the, 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 Oh, that's the, the, one of the twisted sisters. That's either Holiday or Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that's who I saw I just worn on, yeah, on ROH last night. Or she's always night. had the Thunder Rosa gimmick, but the Cobra Moon specifically was something created by Lucha Underground, but she somehow got the ability to use it for wow. Oh. That was that was interesting to me. They might be some whatever. Maybe. Well, now that WoW is being renewed for a second season, you know, good for them. So that obviously says more work. I just think it's 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 kind of pathetic that uh, Joey and uh, and the rest of them had had to take this to court. You know, yeah. Um, You know, I while while y'all are are sitting there trying to figure out where you're gonna whether you're gonna do another season or not, other people have to make a living. You know, and. I, I just 
I think it's frustrating. I, kinda, I mean, I get it because that's how they do things in TV, and mm-hmm. and maybe um, you know maybe the talent should have been a little bit more careful on what they signed. But what like when you don't have any leverage, you sign whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then just hope for the best. Well, the landscape of wrestling was different, probably a during bit that different. point. It's changed but- a lot, and a lot, you know, it, it could change between now and next week. <laughs> So, Sean, my question to you is because these stars or these guys' talent were, you know, granted their releases and all of that, does that signal that they're not going to be coming back for season five? What do you think, Jimbo, as well? I don't think so. I think that was the final nail in the coffin right there. Eh, I'm not. I guess they were great or whatever, but I mean, eh, I'm not going to. It don't feel like much of a loss to me because, I mean, they're just. You never know when they're going to come back. It's like, okay, there's these big long gaps in between, you know, tapings. And it's just hard to really, I don't know. I never really, it never really gained any traction with me. But TV, TV like cable, basic cable TV like the Lucha Underground show, kind of, they, the executives make these decisions on such a whim that I wouldn't be shocked if we saw season five with whoever was still around. That's just how they, that's just how these networks roll. That someone way up top will eventually notice. Wait, we're not doing Lucha Underground. Let's just do Lucha Underground. And then the mm. next day, Lucha Underground's <laughs> back in production. They're signing people to contracts. And let, let's write the season. Let's make it all happen. Like I wouldn't be shocked if there's a season five, just because of the dysfunction that is cable television. Mm. I just think now there's different places where you can see Lucha guys now because so many companies are picking that up, especially after the success that Phoenix and Pentagon have had. So now you're seeing more Lucha stars being picked up. Like, for example, at in Impact, you're seeing more of that, you know, in Ring of Honor and, you know, AEW with the announcements that they made. So now it's kind of like you're not just going to a sp- one specific place to see that type of style. You can go other places. And whatever happened to that thing that you went to Nashville and shot those ta- tapings oh, our for? Lucha? Well, yeah. I'm still waiting. I don't. I don't know when the next tapings are at. Or the last show we did was in Nashville. That was really fun. Yeah. Huh. I mean, because you you see things like that, and it's just like okay. And then I'm sure there'll be some more projects, and mm-hmm. you know, money. You know, money. People come in and putting. You know, trying to get into wrestling business, and hopefully, you know, works out for them. Yeah. Sometimes awesome. not. <clears throat> no. Um, I don't know. What else, Denise? All right, we're moving on now. All right, there's so many topics to talk about. All right, so this one, okay, so here we go. Uh, We wanted to talk about the possibility of Conor McGregor and maybe Rob Gronkowski maybe doing something for WrestleMania just because this this was our topic that we had settled on until we saw some stuff on Twitter about New York Times and all of that stuff. So I don't know, what are the possibilities? Because Conor McGregor announced for the second time on Twitter that he is retiring from MMA and then Obviously, we do know that Rob Gronkowski is retired. So now, what are our thoughts on all of this? I don't know. Uh, there's two thoughts on that. Um, in wrestling and, and MMA, obviously, they're they're both physical, but they're a little different ones. Like you know, we protect we can protect ourselves, and it's a show and and all that, but you still have to be able to go out there and, you know, be incredibly athletic and all that. But, you know, MMA, you you know, in one year, like, you know, and not that long, you can lose, it's, you know, a fraction of a second on your timing, your mm. reaction time, and you're fucked, 
you know, and it, it can make the difference between your, you know, world world champion caliber and, you know. Mm, I mean, just some guy. Yeah, and so, like, I mean, ooh. I, you know, part of me is like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. you know. You got yours, get out, you know, and uh, and do your thing and, and happy for you. And, and another part is like, you know, you can only do this for so long. Like MMA especially. Oh, wrestling, yeah. we can you keep on doing pro wrestling fucking forever as mm-hmm. long as someone will carry you in the ring. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I, you, I don't know. Unless he just, it just is over it, you know? Like, I don't know. There's still, like, when you're in your prime, you know? And, mm. and fighting, I just wow. I, you you could end up being like you know later on going God, what if you know what if I would have just kept going or or like you know like look what happened with Muhammad Ali you know when he had those years off mm-hmm. you know with all the you know the draft stuff and all that and he was protesting uh, you know those are those were his prime years lost right um, so I don't know like he. he I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's fucking what I'm trying to say. So, to the point of WrestleMania, I don't think we're going to see Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. Or you never or, know about that. Fair. You never know. It's a pay. You know, if it's like just some appearance and you know a payday, and uh, I could see them saying, "Hey, you want you know, one half a mil, show up, or a million dollars, show up, say what's up, get involved in a little something." I don't know. You might. I don't think that's big money to him, but okay. I think it's still enough to, for him to go. Oh yeah, it's worth getting on an airplane. Mm. And he has that personality that you just like. You want to see. Like even though sometimes you are like, really, Connor. Like you kind of yeah. piss me off. You kind of <laughs> make me angry. But at the same time, like he's so just like very large all the time, and you know you can't help but to be drawn to that sort of personality. I, I actually just got an idea. I think I can see. With the Fox deal, they want SmackDown to be associated with all of these athletes. Conor McGregor being somehow involved with the SmackDown brand by the end of the year and possibly even being the authority figure. Mm. If Shane McMahon is is cr- sort of corrupting the position um, by uh, by you know booking him in all of these things, being the best in the world, et cetera, et cetera, they need somebody to sort of set him straight. And Conor McGregor could be that name as well as that personality that could help the SmackDown brand get even higher on Fox. Okay, that's, that's actually a good idea because you because then you get to put Conor McGregor on the poster for wrestling without actually having to ha- make him wrestle. Yeah. Well, I know Bully Ray tweeted uh, Ric Flair in Charlotte's corner, Ronda's husband in her corner, and Conor McGregor in Becky's corner. For WrestleMania, you never know. Just to have her come out and him come out, it'll get a huge eruption for sure. I just feel like it would take away from their thing already. I you definitely know? agree yeah. with that. She doesn't need it. None of them need it. But if you're going to stick him somewhere, why not there? Or have him come out and go nose to nose with Brock get, or it, something. It's the publicity they would get from it that it's it's hard to pass up. Mm. The, the the publicity would be where you know um, even though they're already getting a shitload of publicity just because it's WrestleMania, that that would just put it over the top. The the involvement there. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. We well, don't I always have to, you know, well, we never do on this show. Well, yeah, we do sometimes. I guess people probably wonder what the fuck I'm talking about right now. Um, you know, we don't have to figure things out. Mm. You know, this isn't a show where we got to figure everything out and get all the scoops and 
you know, it's, sometimes it's good just to sit back and see how things unfold and not mm. try to figure them out ahead of time. Do you think Gronk? Get, do you think um, Gronkowski gets involved, or do you think? Sure. They, yeah, like they. Sure. I think he'd be the best way to elevate Mojo Raleigh and bring in him and have the two of them together if he wants to be involved in the ring stuff or even be like his hype man, mm. the reverse. <laughs> He's only 29 years old. His body is already beat up for MMA, I think. So I would say... Are we talking say, about Gronk or yeah, McGregor? Yeah, okay. no, Gronk. Um, so I would say like based on that, like he can do a few matches, you know? Is, is anyone even talking about MMA in the first place? No, we're talking about Gronk's we're from th- football. Oh, wait, sorry. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. I'm so sorry. That was my bad. That was my bad. Sorry. I got so confused on a second. No, but that's what I wanted to say was that, you know, he's barely 29 years old. You know, his body's not, you know, he can do, he can do wrestling is what I'm trying to say. He can have, he has a few matches in him. Yeah. As long as it's not him versus the security guard. I wouldn't mind seeing him try, you know, I mean, I would like, you know, because I, you know, obviously the guy's. Got a world class work ethic, and, and uh, mm. you know he brings that with him. And if he has aptitude, then things will work out. And he brings the mainstream people covering it on ESPN. Want to see what he's up to? TMZ. You never know. Right. Eyes on the product. All right. What's all what right? Else? So moving on, we have some more news about more additions to the WWE Hall of Fame. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart are officially going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew we kind of heard about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, we got, I'm confused about this. Why? Because really? it was Jim announced it first, right? Yeah. So I thought he was going in by himself, and now no, the he Hart Foundation—he was never announced no. by was himself. Rumor, it was just it? like a okay. Then that makes sense because I was confused if he was going to go in by himself and in as part of the Hart Foundation. No. It's just the Hart Foundation. Okay. Well, but the the rumor. The rumor very long ago, like a month or two ago, was that it was going to be Jimmy Anvil Neidhart, Bret Hart, and Jimmy Hart. And then it would have meant Jimmy Hart and Bret Hart would have become two-timers. But now Bret Hart's a two-timer with Flair. And, yeah. Do you think all of the Hart Foundation should go in, or it should just be Bret and Anvil? Should it be Bret, Anvil, and Jimmy? Should it be Bulldog, Pillman, and Owen? Danny Davis deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah. He does. There's a lot of reasons for that, but I'm not going to get into it. I, um, what I would say, Owen for sure belongs. Well, Owen and Davy were Heart Foundation, but I mean, I don't think that's the Heart Foundation we're talking about mm-hmm. here. You know, I think we're talking about the Heart Foundation. You know, the tag team. Yeah, the tag team that had to run in the '80s and you know into the early '90s. So, not the Attitude Era no, faction. Mm, no. Also, I, I think Owen is. It's not necessarily entirely up to WWE. It's not at all. There's, you know, I mean, it's up to Martha, mm. and she's made it clear. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, you can like it or not like it, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's her decision. So, yeah. No, I mean, of course, I, I just, it's it's nice to see Jim, you know, being, being inducted. I've always been a big uh fan of Jim Neidhart, the uh, the character of Jim the Anvil Neidhart, you know, I mean, added so much to, you know, he was solid in the ring too, really good, like when, and and uh, and especially like in and what we're talking about here, the Hart Foundation, like his role in the Hart Foundation, he was great. Um, he was a really good, like 
solid power guy that could he could move in there too, and just uh, just him and Brad, they were such a great team, you know, and all the little detail stuff in tag team wrestling that is is lost sometimes. Uh, but there's a match, and you know you always hear about different matches like you know. Tully and Iron versus the Rockers, Tully and uh, you know, the these teams in the versus each other. But um the Heart Foundation versus the Brainbusters. If you can never find that match, it was fantastic. I think it might have been a Saturday night's main event. But that you know, that's a to me like you know, and obviously their matches with the Bulldogs. And there was a few matches, like I think even the match where they won the tag titles from the Bulldogs. I think Dynamite's back was really screwed up at the time, and they kind of just. I think that was in Tampa. I think I was actually there for that Tampa the Sun Dome. Yeah. Oh, here I am, just kind of. No, man, that's what we're here for. (laughs) Um. Yeah, but oh my God, yeah, those matches so ahead of their time, and you know, you you see a whole WWF card back then, and. The Bulldogs versus Heart Foundation were so out of place, you know. I mean, they were out there just going to town, you know. And you know, another match they might have a bear hug on for five or ten fucking minutes. <laughs> so. Speaking of Hall of Fame, uh, you said you want to talk about Sue Atchison. Oh, Sue Atchison, yeah, mm. yeah. So congratulations to the Heart Foundation and congrats to Brett uh, two times. I didn't real. I didn't even dawn on me. Yeah. I just thought about that since you mentioned it. So, yeah. All right. This will be the Hall of Fame of two times. Yeah. All right. But I, the, there's, there isn't a Hall of Fame inductee that I'm more happy and excited about than Sue Aitchison. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, Vince tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Triple H tweeted about it. Like, so many different people. Ric Flair. Uh, Sue, like, probably... I don't think there's anyone that's worked for WWE as long as Sue Aitchison. That's still there. I might be wrong, but I definitely don't know of anyone. Uh, she was there long before I got there in 93. And um, and she's just always been just such a wonderful... Uh, wonderful person to deal with you know she would always she would accompany uh, sue would accompany us uh on personal appearances and i think that's what led to her um involvement and make a wish and she's been a a part of oh my god i can't even tell you like thousands of of make of wishes being made uh and uh i'm so happy for you Mm. sue I love you very much, and um, congratulations on uh, being in the 2019 WWE Hall of Fame with us. Awesome. It says she's worked for the company for over 30 years. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Talks about her involvement with Make-A-Wish and how she's received other celebrity awards for all her um, involvement and everything, and being so humbled and happy about it. And Sue used to like... Back in the day, so used to like to have a few with us, and we always had a good time. <laughs> Things change. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't see her doing that anymore. <laughs> but we used to have a lot of fun. 
Uh, anyways, love you, Sue. All right, what awesome. else? So I guess can, more congratulations are in order. WWE has officially announced that the main event for WrestleMania will be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. So first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Well deserved, yeah. I think. I actually imagined it the, uh, mon- the Monday after WrestleMania when I was sitting there. Um Next to Rhonda and telling her you're going to be right at WrestleMania next year. Ta da! Anyway. <laughs> you booked uh, it. No. no, I'm kidding. But you know, people like myself and just others that like-minded, you know, thinkers, you throw that out there in the universe, and it's funny how things happen. So yeah, no, it's 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 just the the, the thought of it, you know, and it was the it's it's the right time. And uh, and you know I, do, I I really like what Rhonda's doing, you know, as a villain right now, because you know a lot of that, a lot of the best villains are the ones that um, that think they're right. Yeah, you know that that think they're the good guy. It's just it, like the Bret Hart when he was, you know, and he kind of was maybe <laughs> I mean, right actually. Also, this Sometimes seems, we're the fucked up ones, you know. <laughs> this also seems pretty close, and maybe maybe she's fooling me, but like this seems pretty close to how she feels currently. I think so. Th- that maybe. like that it's easy to tap into for her. Of just, I actually do feel kind of unhappy with how the crowd's reacting to me. Yeah, this is a very natural yeah. turn for my character. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's all well played, and I you know there are some people that are criticizing all this, and you know I just I couldn't disagree with you more. I think it's all playing out rather nicely. And, and I think just some people don't like being worked. They don't like getting caught up in it. And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's great. And, uh, huh. Do you think if it, it was, was Charlotte and, and Rhonda? That was the match, right? And Becky Lynch came in and just said, fuck all that. <laughs> you know, um, I'm here too. And uh, and fucking a man, she did a great job, and she wasn't the chosen one, and it didn't matter. And um, and at least this time, um, they're listening to the people. Yeah. So, Sean, you know, obviously, whatever woman wins that night is going to go down in history. You know, can you just like imagine that like moment where you know her hand is raised and all of that? So, I want to know who do you think is going to be coming out victorious that night. I not I don't even want to throw it out there. Just I because it, mm. it it doesn't matter to me. They're just they're out there fucking closing the show at MetLife Stadium <laughs> in front of like 80,000 fucking people at WrestleMania. They all just won to me. So mm. I know that's cliché sounding. But um yeah. Well, the last time they were at MetLife Stadium, the ladies' match was scrapped off the card. Mm-hmm. So, just shows you how far they've come from being taken off for the WrestleMania card to being the main event of the WrestleMania card in the same venue. And that's actually my favorite thing about this whole thing is that they're not in the main event because they're women. They're in the main event 
because they're the hottest thing going on right now on both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. They're the most talked about thing, etc. And that's what I think, too. Like, you know, I know in the past, sometimes people have said, like, oh, this feels forced and making the women do this. This feels forced for some people that have said that. But this one, like, I I honestly haven't been, well, I haven't seen, I'm sure there's people out there on the internet saying this, but I haven't seen people as opposed to this as if, if it would have been somebody else. I don't know. Just because I think you can't ignore the fact that, you know, they really, really got the crowd invested in what they're doing there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also uh, speaks a lot to Becky Lynch, who was on the Battle Royal in the pre-show last WrestleMania, and then this WrestleMania, she's in the main event, which is, I think, a feat only ever accomplished by The Miz, I want to say. The Miz did something similar. It was pre-show to main event, Mania to Mania. I'm curious to see what they're going to do, like, you know, for next week. Yeah. On TV. You know, I mean, just to keep the story going. You know, didn't they the already announce that they're teaming it's gonna together? It's going to be the three of them against yeah. the Riot Squad. That's yeah, what that it what is, and doing? that's why they had the beat the clock challenge against mm-hmm. the Riot is that Squad. What, is that how you? Is that how they explain that? Yeah, I was wondering what yeah, was, was that. Weird. Yeah, um, it would have really helped had we had known what that was about. You know, because <laughs> you know, when you're sitting there and the match is going on, and you're trying and you're still trying to figure out why they're having it. It takes away, and like mm-hmm. all you had to do was ex- just explain it a little better. Oh. And Joan Jett's also going to be doing the yeah. song Reputation yeah. for Rhonda. I saw Joan Jett when when um, when she was at her hottest. Mm. You know, I was just a little kid, and uh, yeah, so I'm a huge Joan Jett fan. So it's going to be cool great. to see yeah. her. Would you would yeah. you say that this is the coolest live performance from a band, or does Motorhead still win that? I just it, that's what it does for me. I just don't it think was, you know Motorhead. I was there. Talking about Motorhead at the Houston Astrodome. Yeah, playing uh, Triple H. Yeah, it was amazing. Nothing's going to ever top that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My personal favorites were always Saliva when they would come out and do their performances. Saliva. Saliva. I always was a fan of them. So that's my that's my my bread and butter. (laughs) Hey, let's take a break real quick, and we'll come back talk about some more stuff. All right, we're back here on X-Pac 12360, everyone. <laughs> Don't everyone look at me like that. <laughs> I think we were all waiting for like, okay, what's next? <laughs> hey, everybody, we're back right here on X-Pac. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're back. We took a little break. And uh, what were we going to talk about? Steve. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what had happened was, now, uh, C2E2, uh, there was a show Friday night. All right, real quick. Yes. We're talking about... Uh, Jim Cornette, Jim and, Eric Cornette and Eric Bischoff, and they had a little bit of a Twitter rant they had against some, each other. They had some Twitter stuff going down. Sunday. Which I find, like, real quick, Please. I just find all this r- really unfortunate because, I mean, you know, uh, it's everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Like, I don't know if, if you like boner pills, and you know, I mean. Who cares? Like, I mean, yeah. if somebody has boner pill sponsoring their show, if someone doesn't, like, what? Who gives a fuck? And and just, uh and I know like some people can, you know, out there, uh, you know, on Twitter and everything like that. I'd love to just go like, what do you call it? Uh, uh, twi- Twitter sni- tag snitching or pretty much, yeah. Mention, you know? Jump in people's yeah. mentions and then yeah, stirring this shit up and then like just don't fucking fall for it, you guys. Everyone, 
I can say as someone who writes tweets to promote clips and videos, if and I'll just say this right now, if like at Pritchard Show or at 83 Weeks tweets the link to a clip and I didn't tag the person we're talking about, don't tag them in the mentions. Yeah. I did that intentionally. Yeah. If it was positive, I would have tagged that person in the tweet. It's just stirring shit. And so, that's but, people just fucking love to do it. And like know? I I think that's part of Conrad and Eric's plan though is to get kind of involved there. So tell us what the, happened, Steve. So what happened was Friday night there was an after 83 weeks show or mm-hmm. not after 83 weeks. It was the what happened when 83 week show was Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, Comrade Thompson at C2E2. It was 300 people sponsored by Blue Chew. Very much a Comrade Thompson style show, which is a big tent style. Everyone come watch the show. At the roughly the same time, Jim Cornette had a show with exactly 100 people. And it was more or less a premium ticket. You get to see me. You get to meet me. You get to shake my hand. You get a meet and greet. That's what Jim Cornette was offering. Those are two completely separate offerings. Someone jumped in Eric Bischoff's mentions. Eric Bischoff got a little snipey and explained how his show was huge and great and big and bad and that Jim Cornette's show was in a broom closet. Jim Cornette responded, and then they kind of got into it a little bit. And it was fun to watch. In, in yeah, the worst way. Like, I, I mean, kind of. But If, if you could detach then, yourself from the situation, it was... Yeah, it kind of just makes me a little sad, though. And I don't know. That neither of them could agree that the other just had a different product. Is like that Because that's fundamentally what it looks like to me, is that Jim Cornette offered one product, which is himself. You're going to get me, you're going to get everything, you're going to get all of me. Whereas... And it's just him, right? Yeah. It's just, uh, well, it's Brian Last there. Yeah, like Brian Last, but it's the Jim but Cornette. But the main thing is it's, it's Jim Cornette is the star. Yes, Jim Everything Cornette. Everything else is interchangeable. And Jim this other thing, it's Conrad's kind of the star, right? Um, Conrad's the No, moderator. Conrad's the fucking star. Okay. Steve. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, there might be a co-star, mm-hmm. but in all of these, the, the common denominator is Conrad Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's the the fucking the Pritchard show the yeah. the the Shivani thing the you know the Eric, the thing with Eric mm-hmm. the, the the common key ingredient here uh, the secret fucking ingredient that's not so secret is mm-hmm. Conrad very true all right Let's so the, just the, get it's that the, the big show but that's a big show that's the product you're offering is a big show yeah. where anything could happen whereas Jim Cornette yes you're offering a moment with Jim Cornette yeah. And no, no one has really gotten into these weeds of, like, that's the fundamental difference, is Eric wants to denigrate Jim Cornette's show by saying, oh, it's, it wasn't this big, massive show. And Jim wants to denigrate Eric's show of, like, oh, it's this big, massive show when they were separate products. Mm. Here's the thing. Regardless of whether you're right or wrong, um, and there are some things every now and again that I see Jim Cornette tweet or whatever mm. that I disagree with. And actually, sometimes I'm actually, depending on what depends on what time of night it is, I'm like tempted to fucking reply to it. But I don't. And you want to know why I don't? Because Jim Cornette will fucking slice you and <laughs> dice you verbally, fucking over the keyboard, whatever. When it comes to words, he will fuck you the fuck <laughs> up. I don't care if you're Eric Bischoff. I don't care who the fuck you are. So it's just discretion is the better part of valor. Yeah. As they, as, you know, quoting Shakespeare there. Yeah. Actually, quoting fucking Gordon Soley quoting Shakespeare. But, Good right. paraphrase. Yeah. 
but they they got into it and people enjoyed it. And once again, I just want to point out this all happened because someone got in Eric Bischoff's mentions in the wrong moment. Yeah. And like then, Twitter yeah. snitch? That's, is that what we're calling it? Twitter snitching? I think, yeah. Hashtag Twitter snitching. I like this. Mention snitching, it's maybe? It's a bunch of bullshit. It's just like a bunch of shit-stirring motherfuckers that just love to go, ooh, so-and-so said this about you. I remember one time someone did that with Jericho. Uh, Jericho like was in the back of a limo one time. This was several years ago. And someone just was asking him questions, and you know he, he had a few to drink or whatever, mm-hmm. and someone was just like, uh, something about me, right? Brought my name. He was like, ah, oh, it's overrated. And then someone was immediately went to me, oh, Chris, just Jericho said you're overrated. And it's just like, you know what? Cut the shit. And Chris reached out to me over, and I'm like, Chris, it's just a bunch of people fucking stirring shit. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. You know, we're good. Like, I know, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it's like the, the interview wasn't about me. So, like, yeah, it's overrated. Move on. And it's a knee jerk reaction. I don't even bother. It didn't bother me at all. Because I know me. I know, like, what I, you know, I know what I've done. And, mm hmm. I don't like. I don't know. It's just the insecurities, everyone. Fuck. <laughs> Come on. I think you see that all the time, though, because I've seen it so many times where, like, somebody on a podcast will say something, and then there goes somebody clipping that clip out and sending it to so and so, and next thing you know, the whole world is attacking that one That's person right. for that comment, you know. Yep. And you see it a lot over and over, which is kind of weird to me because the way I see it is, if you're on a podcast, you're on a platform. Give an opinion. Give a real opinion. Even if it's not the favorite opinion, at least have an opinion. That is why you are, you know, having this platform. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, you know, I don't know more about that. It's well, yeah. just that, you know, I, I, uh, I'm i a fan of of both both people, you know, Same for here. different reasons. So, you know, all right. All right, moving on. So no Twitter snitching. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Monday Night Raw. We have a few notes that came out of that pertaining to WrestleMania. Uh, one of the first things that we're going to be talking about is there's been more added to the Triple H versus Batista match. Triple H has now put his career on the line. So, guys, what are your thoughts? I thought he went out there and delivered quite the fucking uh, in-ring promo. Did you I, like the Spice Girls? Me- t- uh, it was great. <laughs> oh, the it was the great. Botchamania <laughs> reference. And, and listen, that could have fucking that could have taken a huge shit if he didn't <laughs> deliver that right. I, it was just it was very well done. Yeah. yeah, I like this a lot. I I get into prognosticating too much. I should talk about the actual match though. I think this match is going to be great. I like the stakes we're building into with Batista and Triple H. I do get into prognosticating. It feels destined for Triple H to win, though. If it's his career. Uh, Even if it wasn't his career. Mm. He's the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Sting, Brock Lesnar, uh, who else am I fucking talking about Yeah, you're all going down, motherfuckers. (laughs) Shit. You don't give me a good match before he beats you, though. (laughs) That's more to the match, though. So, yeah. you know, I'm poor. You know, there's going to be some people that are like, oh, my God, Triple H's career is on the line. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe DX will come down and help him. Oh, I'm wondering what kind of entrance he's going to have. I know it's going to be a good one because yeah. I always look forward to Triple H's yeah. WrestleMania entrances. Yeah. He, he never slacks hey, when it comes to Marcus. That. Yes, sir. I can't hear you. How about now? Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to add anything to all this shit? Well, to, to specifically to the Triple H Batista. Anything. <laughs> I'm I'm very interested. Like, 
as you said, he's the boss. This this is going to happen regardless. And but I wonder if they're going to take that stigma and use it against everybody and actually have him lose. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, kidding me. Well, just so <laughs> he's that he's got to stick around. But even at the same time, we haven't had anybody who's lost a retirement match that hasn't wrestled again. <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. even even if it's like this is my final match, uh, then okay. Like even we had it uh, years ago where uh, mankind lost his job, so Mick Foley wrestled. You know, so like it, it's some something was fucking uh, <laughs> the Connecticut Blue Bud uh, Paul yeah. back. Terror- no, we're gonna get terrorizing, terrorizing back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, in, that that is to say, the WWE can make up their own rules. So regardless of the outcome of this match, this may or may not be the last time we see either of these guys. Hey, w- hey this is WrestleMania. They lost last year's. They're, he's not losing fucking two WrestleManias in a row. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But I, I think it's a very interesting turn of events, and that adds the, the if you bring in the history of uh, his best friend Sean putting his career on the line and losing, and all all of his WrestleMania moments, it's going it it already adds so much to it. This match was already fire, and this is going to be even better. Okay. Also, also he's lost the last three WrestleManias in a row. Who? It was Roman and Dallas. Um, Roman and who? Roman, Roman, Reigns, Roman Reigns, Triple H, and Dallas was the main event. Then it was Seth Rollins in Orlando. Then Ronda, Kurt Angle. He's lost less three since Sting. So he's, if we're looking at it that way, he's bound for the win. But they, they could always swerve. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, it is shaping up to be a real, real, real big WrestleMania because there's so many matches. How about there. the fucking um, envelope getting stuck in the pocket? That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, can't, you can't rehearse that stuff. It just happens. I kind of I was like, oh, that's gonna be a dig. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Tongue tied and twisted. Told well, you, fucking. Anyways, we're getting there. Well, another news point that we wanted to discuss: Beth Phoenix is teaming up with Natalia, and they're basically doing a women's tag team four-way. So we're gonna have Sasha and Bailey defending their titles against Tamina and Nia, Peyton and Billy, and then Beth and uh, Beth and Natalia. All right. Cool. So I like the sound of that. Hmm. Um, Beth I'm excited looks good. for. Oh yeah, she looked great on Raw. Yeah, that yeah. looks great. I part of me is I don't want to want to say worried, but in, interested in if it was always the plan for a four way match versus if you're gonna have Beth Phoenix come back, maybe it could be a standalone match because now the Iconics are involved, the tag titles are involved. It just feels I, like a lot of parts. And I, they, they just want to include everyone in WrestleMania. Fair. So as many people can, you know, get mm-hmm. some as, as possible. It's a, very special to everyone, you know. they work, We work real hard, you know, all year long. And then mm-hmm. kind of, you know, uh, what happens at WrestleMania is an indicator of, you know, kind of like a reward almost. Okay. You know, hey, you worked your ass off this year. Here's... Here's a good spot at Mania. That's fair. So that it's yeah. not about because in my mind I'm just seeing it as if Beth if you think Beth Phoenix coming back is a big enough deal, it that could be the whole story. But some I, people probably do, some people don't. I, it mm. depends on the the you know the age group. Mm. The buffet style of WrestleMania, I would imagine, is helpful to just no for. You got yeah. a lot going on here. All right. Do we want to add any other raw Let's moments? Add whatever you want. All right. Well, <laughs> well I think there, there was also the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal news. Call in. 
uh, well, Michael Shea has been added, and uh, Colin also has been added as well yes. to that. And they that's had fine. That's fine. You know, it's what they do in there. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I I expressed my unhappiness over you know that backstage segment with Braun and and those fellas. Uh, but that being said, like I mean, it was just my displeasure with that segment, not with their involvement. Mm. So, uh, I, I, you know, let's see what they do with that. You know, I mean, it depends on what they do out there. If they're out there trying to, you know, run spots and no, like it's you don't really run spots in battle royals, anyways. But so we'll see what happens. They also added uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. That's official now. Yes. And I think people kind of care about it. Actually, I, I, I like I liked what they did last night. How they heated that up rather quickly. You know, uh, I thought Drew did a great job on the mic, and you know, um, you know, it was fairly it was it was fairly predictable. Like you, you know, talking about the family, and you know, that gets a rise out of them, and you know, and it's just when Roman came out, it was just. You know, you believed he was really mad, and he really like mm. was. You know, I don't talk about my family, and I, I believed that. I believed that from him, and and it worked. And um, I think I don't I'm, know. I mean, I I think maybe like some of the physicalities got drawn out a little too much for my taste. Mm. But I guess they need to fill time. <laughs> I think of all the singles matches heading into WrestleMania, this one needs the least amount of build. That it's yeah. Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns wrestling is kind of built in to, as a draw, yeah. and then Drew McIntyre is the best heel that you want to see lose. That, it's going to be tough. It's it, it, there are stakes there too because you know, um, to me, like who who are you going to be? D- Drew needs a win, and so does uh, Roman. Mm. Um, well, if, I don't think it'll be bad, obviously, if he loses to Roman Reigns, especially because not. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. is coming back uh, from such a high. So I definitely think like it has to be Roman Reigns. Of course not. But on the trajectory that that Drew McIntyre is going right now, like he is on course to have a big WrestleMania win. And and so that makes it even more intriguing to me. You know, okay, who's going to win? Who's going to win? If you, you know. belie- if you believe the advertisements for the Saudi Arabia show, it's going to be Roman. It's okay. unfortunate. Yeah, but like it's no, that's still gonna fine. happen. Yeah, yeah, like that's good. But like, yeah, I I like it either way. Like I could see them doing that. I could see. It's just you know, like you you, you see him up there up against Drew, and you go, oh, that's just not that's not just some guy for Roman to get a quick win over. And oh yeah, that's someone. That's they a see. real fucking match. That's someone they see. Yeah. That's a basket they see a lot of eggs yeah. in the coming years. All right. So do we, we're moving on now. All right, let's go yeah. ahead and move on. Uh, so you're running, I'm, you're, I know, you're I'm running the, the ship. All right, here we go. <laughs> taking taking the wheel. All right, so now it has officially been 18 years since the last episode of Nitro. Mm. How do you feel? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been so long. Like, I mean, time just flies. I mean, I'm assuming sorry. you must okay. feel that it's way. Just, I don't have as much of a, you know sentimental feeling or like any kind of fucked up feelings over it because I was already on the winning team when that happened. Mm. You know, I already came back to the winning side and so it was a little weird like and it was like, oh God, this isn't necessarily good for the overall industry, but you know, you're happy for Vince. 
you know, there was a. You know, it was weird. It was weird. What was it like in the locker room that day at Raw? Well, just, you know, like I said, there's mixed feelings because, yeah, they were happy Vince won. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there was a uh, concerted effort to put him the fuck out of business. So, and anyone can say whatever they want after the fact, but that's the truth. And, uh, and, and, no. So, at this point... How at this point, how do you remember feeling knowing that there's going to be some guys, you know, going to WWE and then some guys going out of work? That was sad, and you kind of knew certain guys. Okay, Vince is he ain't going to bring Lex back. He ain't going to do this. He ain't, ain't going to, you know. There are certain guys you mm. know had heat, um, and uh, and there was a lot of guys in the locker room that were worried about their spots, like these other guys coming in, and you know. Oh yeah, and and when they came in, you know, everyone's waiting for somebody to do something wrong so they can pounce on them about something. Or, oh, that's you know, that's not the right locker room etiquette, or that's not how we do things here. And mm-hmm. It's just oh, it was so ridiculous for a while. So that tension was still kind of yes. there of that like rivalry. Well, it was more of like a you know insecure about like somebody knocking them out of whatever perceived spot they felt like they had. You know, I mean, when you add like fifty fucking people to the roster, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like okay, where's everything gonna end up? Because there are there were some serious talent that I mean, there was a lot of people that weren't you know, well, a lot of the big name talent didn't come. Were come you shocked with, at some of those people that didn't get brought? No, into I WWE? wasn't shocked at all. I knew who wasn't coming. Yeah, because they weren't. You can't. You, they, the smart ones were, you know, they had contracts there that were with Time Warner, AOL, and not WCW, so they couldn't just be sold mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, WCW to WWE. Which, honestly, for selling WCW helped because like if, if WCW would have went out of business, like the contracts that were under WCW wouldn't have had to have been honored. So the smart guys had their contracts through Time Warner, AOL. So mm-hmm. if there was some kind of anything happened like that, they were still getting paid to the end of their contracts. And if someone like Goldberg, let's say, had their contract through WCW, WWE would have never purchased it. WWE would have never been able to purchase WCW if it if the price tag included. Oh yeah, the they would have. They would have. They would have paid tens of millions for because they only wound up paying two million. Yeah, but I mean, if if the contract was included, if if it was. Yeah, they would have. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Because then they could have put them right on their TV, yeah. which is what mm. everyone oh, says yeah. the Monday Night War, or uh, when they bought them out, that's what they were lacking is the top stars like Sting and Goldberg not coming over right away. Mm. They were I, like, we got Booker they T. Did, they just didn't. Like, a lot of those guys, they just they knew. They, they either had a little taste of the, of the grind up there, or they heard about it. Like, Stinger mm. heard about it. Different guys heard about it. And... You know, some of them just were so used to that fucking country club. <laughs> you know, just show up and come to work once a week and then go home and maybe do a few house shows here and there. But other than that, you know, woohoo, it's fucking <laughs> gravy train. They, they, they just didn't want to go to work after being used to kind of sitting on their ass. I, I don't mean to sound like that, no, but that's but like, the fucking truth. And that's not to say they weren't worth what they were being paid in WCW no, at not the time, that but it's all. just... The work they were worth it. I'll the, say when we getting paid it. The schedule, yeah, the schedule. 
The schedule was not what WWE's was. Yeah. Well, the last card was uh, Booker T defeated Scott Steiner for the U.S. title. Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman beat Kaz Hayashi and Jimmy Wang Yang, or Jimmy Yang at the mm-hmm. time, uh, and Shannon Moore and Evan Courageous for the cruiserweight tag titles. Yep. Uh, Chavo Guerrero beat Shane Helms. Didn't Flair work with Sting? That was the main event, and he wore like a a t-shirt. Yeah, because he was so out of shape. He said, "Is that uh, what he said?" Yeah, in one of his like, in one of the past WWE interviews, he's like, "Oh, I couldn't wait for Nitro to end. I wore a T-shirt. I didn't even care." I mean, when he came in in 2002, like I had a couple of matches in in there with him, like before I was gone when I was in NWO, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he looked great. Looked fucking great when he came in. Past guest of the show, Sean Stasiak versus Bam Bam Bigelow in a loser gets a tattoo match. Wow. Wow. That's what a really... step. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo beat Lance Storm and Mike Awesome for the tag titles. All right. And then but, Booker yeah. T. When did Booker T become world did Booker T become world champion in that show or he was already world champion and he became US champion? I think yeah, he won okay, double he was, titles that night. Because they put all the titles on him similar similar to when ECW was over, they put all the titles on Rhino at the end. That they pick someone. They pick someone and say, "This is who. This is this is where all the lineages end for this guy." Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, really interesting. All right, then. <laughs> Next. <laughs> that, that's our last topic. <laughs> well, how much do you have left to get ready for WrestleMania, man? What else you got left oh, to do? Plenty. I know plenty. Lou, Lou needs a shave. Yeah, I'm waiting for her fucking. Poor thing. She's so fucking her hair. She needs such a hair. She needs a haircut so bad. Holy shit! It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm just waiting because you got to time it right. Because she needs to look good for Mania. That's more important than her feeling good. Like all leading up. Like she can suffer all leading up as long as she looks good for Mania. That's the main thing. Do you, does she have her outfit already? Can someone please like laugh at that so I don't seem like a fucking total <laughs> asshole? I'm just saying. What? No, it means about waiting to shave her. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, got it, got it's it. It's not logistical, and so we're like, no, no. That's... I'm sorry, I haven't had a dog, so I'm like, Ever? I don't know. You've never had a dog? I've had them, but they were never really mine, though, oh. so I've never taken care of a dog or know what dog needs, you know? It's or one of the great joys of in that. life. <laughs> it's one of the great joys in life. You're really missing out, Denise. I just think it's crazy that you found Lou on the streets. You've told the story so many times. And she was, like, barely surviving eating, like, trash water or whatever with the broken jaw and can't see. And and now she's going to be at the Hall of Fame with you. She was at the Hall of Fame last year. I know, but she's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame (laughs) with you. Yeah. She can be the DX mascot better than Hornswoggle. Are you going to try to get her to come out on stage with everybody? Okay. (laughs) You're not going to have her strapped to your chest? Had to ask. All right. All right, everyone. Appreciate everyone tuning in. I hope in, everyone enjoyed the banter this week. Anything we miss? No? Nothing? Nothing? I think we covered it. Huh? All right. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here, then. Well, follow Sean on Twitter at the Real Xbox. Subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash Xbox. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. And hopefully I'll see you all next week. And if not, hopefully I'll see you all at Mania. All right. Yeah. All right, don't forget to follow the Twitter account at xpoc12360show. Make sure to check that out because we are posting giveaways and lots of information on there, so make sure to follow that. You guys can check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. 
And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm involved in a lot of YouTube pages for some of your favorite wrestling stars. So if I tweeted the link, chances are I'm involved. So support them and support me. All right. We'll see you right here next week from After Buzz Studios in North Hollywood, California. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXpoc, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>